the automated podcast. Hey there. As always, I'm Mark Verbenkoff, and welcome to another interview-focused podcast on Automated. So I hope that everybody's doing well, and if you're in Spain like me, you're taking advantage of the ability to finally be able to go outside and do some exercises every single day with these loosening lockdown conditions. But let's move right into the content. So one of the dominant themes in the automation discussion is that new jobs are created through the implementation of new technologies as well as automated tasks. And one of the technologies that has enabled this more than anything, arguably, is the internet. So as the world has recently shifted to a remote form of work through the use of the internet, I thought to use this episode to look at one of the original forms of purely online work that the internet enabled, namely blogging. So though I'm sure many of you know that blogging has been around for years and that it is possible to earn a full living from doing this, on today's episode, I have Caitlin Gaylor-Unti, a professional blogger, explain not only how this is done, but how it has changed over her 10-year blogging career. So Caitlin is an author and blogger at theveganword.com. I'll have the links up in the show notes. Uh, she has blogged since 2011 and writes about the vegan food we find across the world. She's also the author of two books, The Essential Vegan Travel Guide and The Barcelona Vegan Guide. She's also been featured in the New York Times. So I hope that you enjoy the conversation, especially if you've ever been interested in knowing how blogging works and, of course, how the internet has enabled this new form of work. So hi there, Caitlin. Thanks for taking the time to come onto the podcast. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me on. So as, uh, as we talked about a little bit beforehand, uh, you are a blogger and you've been blogging since 2011. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to kind of get you to explain a little bit uh, you know, what does this entail? Uh, how do you make money? I think a lot of the listeners uh, might not even know that it's possible to be uh, a blogger for uh, for full time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a lot of people are surprised when I tell them I'm a blogger. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as you mentioned, I've been blogging since 2011, but initially I wasn't a full-time blogger. Um, I started it while I had another job. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, I started doing it full-time. What it entails is lots of different things, um, primarily writing and promoting blog posts, uh, but also, you know, you get to be your own accountant and your own time manager and lots of other things. Um, in terms of making money, um, I work primarily with affiliate marketing. Um, maybe we'll get into that a bit more. Um, but mm -hmm. bloggers, a lot of bloggers work with advertisers as well. Um, I don't actually have any ads on my blog um, because I've chosen to focus on affiliate marketing instead. Interesting. And this is, uh, this is because you initially come from an advertisement <laughs> background, right? And you didn't necessarily yes. want to have that <laughs> mix with, uh, with, your, with your blog. Yes. So the, um, the, job, the aforementioned job that I had when I initially started blogging was in advertising. Um, and we were actually asked to ha start and run blogs as part of our jobs there. Okay. okay. Um, and yeah, I didn't want to mix the two. So I just kept the ads off the blog and I could have added them in later. Uh, but a lot of people have mentioned to me that they like how clean it looks without ads. 
And when you're working with affiliates, it's actually often slightly better to avoid ads because it can detract from the affiliate marketing. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, um, maybe then we can jump into exactly what is affiliate marketing? This, this mm. might sound like a new term for a lot of people. Mm. Uh, so affiliate marketing is basically uh, when I recommend a product or a service to people, they can click on the link to that. And if they decide to make a purchase, then I'll get a small commission from that. So it can be for lots of different things. It can be for actual physical products um, like books or skincare products or um bags or shoes, or it can be for online services as well. So I work with some online cooking schools that teach cooking classes through video. Uh, so it doesn't have to be a physical product. It could be anything that people buy. But the basic premise is that uh, if I mention it and I link to it, people go through the link. Uh, and then if they decide to, to buy it, then I'll get paid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and I can assume that this, this hasn't been around since the beginning of, of blogs. Is this kind of a, a new thing that has evolved over time? Mm. It's something I only discovered in, I guess, the last couple of years. I think it's been around for a bit before that, but it's fairly new because I think prior to this, there really wasn't any way to track people clicking on the links. So it would have been impossible in the early days of blogging mm -hmm. to even know who had come from which website. Right, right. And is this, uh, is this one of the, uh, I mean, we, we talked about a little bit before, but how else has blogging kind of changed over time? You know, you've been in it for, for about a decade now, or maybe even longer mm -hmm. since you were doing that um, with your work previously. Uh, this affiliate marketing is one of the ways that blogging has changed, but what are some other things that have, that have changed over, over time in the, in the blogosphere? Mm. I mean, certainly grown a lot. Um, I've seen people come and go. Uh, I think the key to success in blogging or really anything is to just keep at it. Um, a lot of people might give up after a year or two, but when you stay with it long enough, <laughs> then you start to see success. Uh, mm -hmm. We talked a little bit before about different tools that are now available to help blogging that weren't there in the beginning. Uh, so one of them I just mentioned is affiliate tracking links. So the way that an affiliate works on my blog, for example, is I might recommend um, a bag if someone clicks on the link to that bag and then buys it I'll get a commission to that and that's because the link is actually tracking the person from my site uh, to the online store where they purchase it and I think 10 years ago people sometimes um, would have just asked for a reader to say where they found the product Right. So, so it was a little bit more uh, labor intensive back in the mm. day. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then somebody at the other end, I guess, would have sat around with a spreadsheet calculating <laughs> how many people came from each blog each month and then doling out the payments. But now everything's just completely automated. So I just get the link, I put it on my site and 
everything happens from there. Even the payment is automatic. Right, right. So it seems like there's a lot of um, ease in the process that, mm. or how the, how the process is set up, but the value mm. to both you and your readers uh, might, be, might be greatly increased because of this. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think just making something like that becoming so much easier means that um, I can invest my time in researching products. Right. Mm. Very interesting. Uh, and, and are there other things that, uh, that, that have enabled blogging to kind of evolve over time? Yeah, so some of the other um, tools that help me automate tasks are uh, different WordPress plugins. So I use WordPress as my blogging platform. Um, and I use various different free and paid plugins that work with WordPress. One that I find really helpful compresses images to make them smaller so that they fit on my site. And I used to have to do that by hand, resizing images. And it, that can be quite labor intensive um, because a blog post is very visual. And I usually feature, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 images in a single post. And yeah, a few years ago, I would have spent an hour or more just resizing images to put them in a post. And now uh, I can just do that all with a plugin and it happens automatically. And I can spend more time writing the post. So that's been really, really helpful. Um, and then the other, one of the other things we talked about before was the advent of social media scheduling. Mm -hmm. So previously you had to go to Twitter or to Facebook and uh, post everything manually. And now there are a ton of scheduling tools. Um, I use one and it just allows me to post things to Twitter um, and to Facebook and I can do all of my social media in an hour a week instead of several hours a week. Yeah, I, I, could, I could imagine that also uh, using social media is one of the large ways that you actually bring attention and then potential customers or readers mm -hmm. to, to your blog. So having something that reduces the amount of time um, or increases the efficiency of mm -hmm. uh, actually bringing people into your blog is, uh, is very helpful as well. Yeah. I mean, one of the really cool things about the scheduling tools is that they'll also often recommend specific times of day when your followers tend to be more active. So that even if it's the middle of the night and you're asleep, you can put out um, a post, a tweet at that time so that they'll see it. So it's really, really helpful for engaging with your followers and readers. That's, that's actually really interesting. So it's, it's mm -hmm. not you choosing the specific time. I assume that you can do that as well, but it's, yeah. it's some sort of algorithm that is tracking the readers on your website, noticing the peak times, and then suggesting to you uh, at what time you should be tweeting or putting a post on Facebook or wherever that would then attract people to your, to your website even more. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's actually tracking them within the social media platform. So it's oh, okay. tracking when they're active on Twitter or Facebook. But yeah, you do have the option of scheduling it at your preferred time, or you can use this algorithm and it'll tell you when, when they're more active and they're more likely to engage and, and click on your post, which is ultimately what you want. You want them to come to your blog and read what you've written. And did you notice any changes or increases once you started using that 
uh, suggested time? Yes. Um, I don't always use it. So sometimes I do choose my own time mm -hmm. uh, just because I, it, it doesn't recommend it every day. Uh, and so sometimes I don't know and I choose my own time, but I can see the difference between when I've used the algorithm and when I just choose a semi-random time. <laughs> Uh, that's that's really interesting. I think this is this is one of the main trends or themes that we see uh, within kind of the automation world is that uh, you know artificial intelligence or these kind of lower level algorithms are becoming tools to suggest to us things that we wouldn't necessarily know. I think this is a a really good example to to showcase that. Mm. Uh, I wanted to maybe change topics a little bit here. So, you know, as we're kind of living in a COVID-19 era right now, um, I wanted to maybe get your thoughts a little bit as to how blogging has been changed in this, in this crisis state that we're all experiencing. Mm. So I'm a member of a lot of blogging groups where there's some full-time bloggers and there are some people who um, have nine to five jobs and run a blog on the side. And, you know, quite a lot of people have lost work in the last mm. couple of weeks or month and then other people have had their hours reduced. So it's been a difficult time, but also a time that's an opportunity. So quite a few of them are really excited because they wanted to have more time to work on their blog uh, and, and now they have it. So I'm seeing, yeah, I'm seeing people take this as an opportunity to just have a focused period at home where they can work on their blog. And then I've seen people shifting their focus a bit, which is something I've been doing actually, because I was focusing more on travel and mm -hmm. obviously that doesn't make any sense <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I've been shifting focus. I write about other things luckily, um, but I've seen an increase in some of the other topics on my site, like online cooking classes or meal kits that you can get delivered to your door. Right, right. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so it's both the both the number of people that are maybe getting into blogging, but as as the the times are changing, uh, the content does as well. Mm. Um, I see that the time's winding down here a little bit. Um, one of the kind of like the last questions that I really wanted to ask you was this idea of uh, blogging or kind of online. Uh, businesses versus traditional work. So uh, we've talked before in the past that, you know, the nine to five job has always been seen as kind of the, the safe bet or the, the steady um, uh, option. Uh, how do you see that in comparison to now blogging uh, yourself and being, uh, being an entrepreneur in that sense? Mm. I think it's a really common misconception. Um, one that I've had from many family members over the years because they don't, well, some of them don't really understand what I do. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and then the ones who do are often quite worried about it being unstable or not safe. You know, these are the words that you hear. Um, but I just, I think it's such a, such a misconception because people think that a nine to five job with a, a steady paycheck is stable because you get the same amount coming in month after month but as we've seen with this pandemic um that can end overnight you know when you work for a company they can decide to fire you as has just happened to millions of people um so that doesn't seem safe to me uh the thing is if you 
are a blogger, um, you know, you might see a drop in income as many have seen during the pandemic, but you can quickly pivot um, and take advantage of the opportunity to start blogging about different things to investigate um, other income sources. And I think one of the keys that a lot of online business uh, people talk about is diversification and having income coming in from different sources so that if one of them uh, goes bust overnight and you stop getting income from that source, you still have other sources to rely on. So in essence, I think it's actually safer. You might not have the same dollar amount coming in every month, but what's more stable than having a whole range of income sources? Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree further with you. Um, I saw a, a statistic the other day, uh, something like almost 17 million people in just the United States alone have recently lost their jobs over the last couple of weeks. Mm. Um, and I think that this is uh, a prime example of, you know, having that one stream of income, um, mm. even though it's it's been traditionally seen as the safe bet, as I mentioned before. Uh, I think you've done a really good job of kind of laying out that the diversification of um, different sources is really a much safer bet, especially mm-hmm. as we're now moving into this, uh, you know, post-virus future where things are a little bit more uncertain. Um, but the kind of one thing that seems to be certain is that it will be a lot more remote focused uh, mm-hmm. and and online focused. Um, yeah, so I, I wanted to so thank you very much for, for giving your insights onto these sorts of things. Um, where can people uh, follow you? What's your, um, I'll have the link in the, in the show notes, of course, but if you want to uh, name your blog here as well. Uh, so my blog is The Vegan Word. Uh, it's veganword.com, not world. That's a common <laughs> a typo that people make. Uh, but yeah, the best way to find me is on my blog, theveganword.com. But I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all social media as at theveganword. Terrific. Yeah, as I said, I'll have those, uh, those links up in the show notes. Um, well, terrific, Caitlin. Thank you very much for your time. Um, and hopefully we can... Uh, talk a little bit more about blogging as the months uh, as the months come and this post-virus future kind of settles out and we understand how the how the changes will will actually play out yeah it's really interesting thank you very much for having me on great thanks caitlin so thanks for listening to this week's episode if you want to support the podcast you can leave a like or a review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts If you want to get in touch, feel free to do so over Twitter or LinkedIn by searching for Automated Podcast. On the website, automatedpodcast.org, you can leave a comment on any of the episodes, read the transcripts, and look at the sources I use in all of these episodes. There are also blog articles and additional resources and information on this topic, and podcast if you are looking for more. See you next week. The Automated Podcast.